Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. What's up, everybody? It's the Dante Greco Show live from Los Angeles, California. It's raining, and we are here. We're indoors. We're ready to talk about all the news, all the celebrity news. Koberger, Idaho News. We're going to cover everything on today's show. So let's get into it. First of all, yesterday, January 8th, was Brazil's January 6th. Uh, Supporters of Jair Bolsonaro stormed Congress and the presidential palace, and they did their own little January 6th thing. It's kind of interesting. Just about two years after our own, and they really went for it. You know, this is like um, how every country has uh, their their own Got Talent franchise. Like we got America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, Bulgaria, Mongolia's Got Talent. But now every country has a little insurrection. Every country has a January 6th. You can franchise these things from uh, Roger Stone's website, I believe. Kidding. But they went for it. My girlfriend is Brazilian. I was talking to her about it, trying to figure out what's going on because I don't really follow Brazilian politics. Supposedly, Lula, the guy that's in power, is not so great of a guy. But I asked her. She said, not such a great guy. That's what I got from that conversation. Um, I'm just more interested. I would love to see if like, it's the same people who did the uh, January 6th. Because, like, you know, political operatives, it's not always grassroots stuff. Political operatives go to different countries and they get hired to do things. I'm just curious if it's going to come out that anybody who was involved in the planning of January 6th was also involved in the planning of January 8th in Brazil. But really... The funniest thing about all of this is that um, this whole time, Bolsonaro, the ex-president of Brazil, has just been hanging out in Orlando, Florida. Like, while this is all going on, Bolsonaro is just walking around shopping in a Publix supermarket and eating a KFC. It's crazy. At least Trump was in D.C. and allegedly tried to get down to the Capitol. Bolsonaro's in a whole nother state, shopping, walking around, having KFC. Uh, apparently, he has been rushed to the hospital today, though. That's that's the uh, the big news when it comes to Bolsonaro. Where is that? Disgraced Brazilian ex-president rushed to hospital in the U.S. after his supporters riot and stormed Congress. 
had severe abdominal pain. Could have been the KFC. I've had stomach pain when I've had KFC before. Could have been the KFC. Uh, a source close to his family said his condition was not worrying. He has been hospitalized a number of times with abdominal pain after he was stabbed in the stomach while campaigning in 2018. Well, that would do it. He was knifed by a man who rushed up to him while he was being carried through a crowd of supporters. Uh, you know, maybe this is a sympathy thing. Maybe he is actually stressed out. I mean, apparently they're trying to arrest him and, and there's talk of uh, extraditing him. You know, it's bad. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me here, but it is bad to have your supporters storm the Capitol. I would not want to be one of those supporters. I mean, didn't they look at what happened here after January 6th, whatever side of the aisle you're on, the January 6th people, a lot of them are going to jail, some of them for several years. And there were videos of these Brazilians pulling cops off of horses and beating the cops and beating the horse. And everything's on video. Again, you're going to get caught. You can't do stuff like that. You can't even do crime, period, anymore, really. Not major crime. Like, if you want to shoplift some deodorant from your local CVS or something, have at it. And if they don't catch you, they want, you know, especially here in California, you can walk out the store with $900. They won't do it. $900 worth of goods. They won't do anything to you. But storming capitals can't do it. And, you know, we've, it's been a couple of years. We've been putting our people on trial. I don't know what they're going to do in Brazil. I saw people being bussed in handcuffs, by the busload, they were taken away, you know? It's just bad news. It's a bad idea. Oh, yeah, here's the, um, here's people pulling the guy off the horse. Play, 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 play. Well, whatever. There's, uh, I'll describe it for you. The Brazilians rush a cop on a horse back. They pull him off. They beat him. And they beat the horse. Like, why beat the horse? Leave the fucking horse alone. What's that? Yeah, this was our January 6th. Uh, I, I did find that the, co the characters were not as colorful in the Brazilian January 6th. You know, you didn't have a QAnon shaman. You didn't have the smiling guy walking out with Nancy Pelosi's podium. It wasn't as fun. So they did make that mistake. Uh, apparently, they have something down there called the War Cry Party. So it's not QAnon. It's the War Cry Party. And it was also social media that helped organize this. In the weeks leading up to Sunday's violent attacks on Brazil's Congress and other government buildings, the country's social media channels surged to with calls to attack gas stations, refineries, and other infrastructure. Well, that's worse. You know, at least these people on January 6th just stormed the Capitol. We don't need people attacking our infrastructure and our gas stations, especially right now. Online influencers who deny the results of the country's recent presidential election used a particular phrase to summon patriots to what they called a festa da selma, tweaking the word selva, a military term for war cry, by substituting an M for the V in hopes of avoiding detection. 
Yeah, so it's another online thing. Busloads of people landed in the cat. This sounds organized. It sounds like they learned from January 6th. It's a little more organized this time. Still not good. And again, Bolsonaro, you know, you're, you're out there fighting for Bolsonaro. You're trying to get him back in office, whatever you think you're doing. He's walking around Publix, Orlando, Florida, trying to figure out how to shop. He's apparently never shopped before. He looks bewildered. You know, just think about who you're doing this for. It's not for you. Bolsonaro honestly could give a fuck. Like, he would love to come back for an hour, I'm sure, but he's not coming back for you. It's finger licking good. So. He has been living in Florida, and um, his articles from the Daily Mail inside Bolsonaro's Florida exile, ex-president seen at Jose Aldo's. Oh, I'm doing it again. There it is. Ex-president seen at Jose Aldo's Orlando bolt hole. It's a weird word. Bolt hole. We all know what that sounds like. I'm. I don't like. I'm not a fan of using that in headlines. Feasts on KFC, and I. I don't know if feasts is the right word. He's been rushed to the hospital today with abdominal pain after feasting on this KFC. You know, not everybody can survive on the Trump diet. Trump, as we know, loves KFC. He loves Taco Bell. He loves McDonald's. Great. You know, that's fine. Remember, he served McDonald's to the players because it was cheaper. Um, the, the basketball players that came to the White House. Anyways, not everyone can survive on the Trump diet. He has a constitution that is unlike any other. He really is a remarkable specimen. People try to claim that Trump is unhealthy. He might be weirdly the healthiest person on the planet because by all measures, he's overweight. He's a senior citizen. His diet is shit. He doesn't exercise. Admittedly, he says that he doesn't exercise because he believes everybody is born with a certain amount of energy. And you, you once you use it all up, that's it. He sleeps three hours a night. He sits in bed all day watching TV. And yet he keeps going. He's still very healthy. So my point is that Bolsonaro feasting on KFC. I don't know if that's to like appeal to Trump. Maybe he's trying to get an invitation to Mar-a-Lago. And he says, oh, if the president Trump sees me eating KFC in his country, Maybe he'll invite me to have KFC at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know. But now he's in the hospital with abdominal pain. Yes, he was stabbed in the stomach four years ago. But I think it's Trump trying to be Trump. So you got you to give Trump credit for that. He's got an incredible constitution. Bolsonaro arrived in Florida on December 30th, two days before Lula's inauguration. He's since been spotted wandering the streets of a resort neighborhood. He's facing at least four investigations in Brazil and has lost immunity. Shit. He's, uh, the stress is getting to him. That's another thing about Trump. His supporters attacked the Capitol and he was like, fine. He didn't care. He finally made a video like, okay, please go home. We love you. We love you. Yeah, so here he is hanging out, signing autographs. Walking around Publix, he's got his shorts on. He looks like uh, Fetterman, the senator from um, shit, what is it, Minnesota, Fetterman. He's going for the Fetterman look. This guy's all over the place. 
According to reports, Bolsonaro has been staying at the home of Jose Aldo, a retired Brazilian professional MMA fighter and UFC champion. The pair were pictured inside what appears to be Aldo's Orlando home, found a few miles from Disney World. I wouldn't be surprised if Bolsonaro's been going to Disney World. You know, he's doing it the right way. Because, like, in that video of him at Publix, he's just walking around with, like, one guy. Like, no one is going to recognize Bolsonaro over here. Most people don't even know that he's not still the president of Brazil. So he could be at Disney World every day. He might have got a season pass, a, a magic key. Since arriving, he has been filmed wandering around his temporary neighborhood, soaking up the adoration of expat Brazilian supporters. Um, he posed outside. Yeah. Bolsonaro was also filmed meeting expat turned Florida realtor Cristiano Piquet, a paraglider who made an emergency landing after spotting a struggling and terrified woman clinging to submerged her car in a canal. Great writing. I'm glad that you guys do a, a grammar check. Before publishing Daily Mail. Guy's having a great time. He looks to me like the dude from Scarface. Who gets mad at Tony Montana. Guy who supplies him. I told you never to fuck me. You fucking little monkey. Tony. Fuck guys. There he is. Is that Tom Hanks? Is that Bolsonaro and Tom Hanks? Blow Sonaro. Anyways. So that's happening in Brazil. We wish them well, as Tim Dillon would say. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? They're going to have to figure it out. I don't know that they're going to do. I, I'll be curious to see how Lula's government handles it, you know, because here in America, we treat January 6th like 9-11. So, and by the way, I'm not a supporter of January 6th. I remember watching it. I was sitting on my couch and just thinking, what the, f like, they're, now they're inside, they're going to the, now they're inside the Capitol. Now they're carrying things out. Now they're smoking weed. Like, it was, it was crazy. It's crazy. You shouldn't do that, you know. Vote, as they say. Make a voting plan next time ron jeremy porn star what a fall from grace if you know i mean i don't know if he could ever be considered graceful but you know there was a like comedic movie made about him he was kind of a pop culture figure ron jeremy and then it all came out uh he is not gonna have to stand trial he has been ruled incompetent. He has dementia. All I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, he looks out of it. I don't have much to say about this. All I'm going to say is that years ago, I was working a valet job while going to law school at night. And uh, Ron Jeremy pulled up and it was maybe the dirtiest car I've ever seen in my life. It was like an episode of Hoarders. Like, it was an old car, which was surprising. Like, I know porn stars don't make that much money, but he was in the era when they did make money. And it, it was like an old Toyota. 
so much shit in the back and every one of us valets was sitting there like i i don't want to can you take that oh we were all like pretending to be busy people like pretending that they had hurt themselves to not get into the car it was totally disgusting dusty it was like gray and dusty and boxes like it looked like he lived in his car which you know i don't want to despair i know it's tough out there for people right now but like it's also it's Ron Jeremy, you know, he's got a career, he's got something going on. He's out at the Rainbow Room every night, you know, he's clearly not destitute. Clean your car, especially if you're going to a public event. CTV reporter suffers scary medical emergency on air. I'm not fearing feeling very well. Uh yeah, so like this woman. Actually, let me put this where we can hear the sound. You know, nowadays, everyone wants to say that uh, anything that goes wrong medically is the vaccine. I'm still waiting for some blood clot to form in me. I'll be honest. I am vaccinated. You know, you had to get vaccinated. I I wasn't anti-vax. Uh, every, like, you know, having to get like four or five boosters, I could do without, but I got my required amount of vaxes to be able to get back into the world because you couldn't get in anywhere for like a year. You had to show your card and it had to be written. Down. It's like now it comes out that Pfizer, the, the people are finding blood clots. Like, I, I don't like that, but you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not so convinced that every medical emergency that happens publicly, like people are even trying to say Damar Hamlin, the Bills player who had a cardiac arrest after getting hit on the field, that was the vaccine. Like I, I just, we'll see. Let's see. You Watch this and uh, judge for yourself. What do you think? Health scare on air. This is a military selection. They will play by our rules. Do I still have that fire? Special Forces World's Toughest Test, Wednesdays on Fox, and watch anytime on Hulu. Has come just a week before the third anniversary. Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nariman, I... Looking at uh, after the, to the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Airman, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to. Okay, we'll come back to and, me right now, and we'll make sure that Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. We will make sure that Jessica is okay. So, and we will give you guys an update a little bit producers are in hurry or like just say keep it calm say everything's okay do not acknowledge do not acknowledge everything's okay um i don't know is that the vaccine you know there could be any number of reasons she could be tired people don't get a lot of sleep in the news business i know a guy who was working for one of the major networks and as a as a producer and it's like 16 hour days you you're up early in the morning, especially here in L.A. You're up early in the morning to pitch ideas. And then you got to go out to the field and you got to set up and you got to recruit freelance cameramen. And they got to like, you know, 
film and you're dealing with your reporter and then later in the day you got to do more follow-up and you got to come up with more ideas it's like it's a lot of work and not a lot of sleep and i don't know if that was a, a early morning show a late night show let's see if it mentions but uh she could just be tired maybe she didn't eat maybe she's diabetic the woman by the way said that she was okay ctv reporter jessica robb this is up in canada by the way she assured viewers she was not alone in the field and promised the news program would share an update thanks to everyone who inquired about a reporter who became ill during the 6 p.m news okay so it was in the evening but she could have been up all day you know you just get tired jessica robb is feeling better and is now resting it is weird that they haven't just said, oh, you know, she she was sleepy or, or whatever. And the woman I saw her tweets did become protected afterward. So all this feeds into the conspiracy thing, but I don't know. Okay, so this is why. Wait, 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 wait. All right, let me add this in. This is where the conspiracy comes in. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Begging of you, please don't kill my man. All right. Disturbing. This is from Twitter user at died suddenly. Mo Mocha, come on, boy. For the third consecutive show. I can't get to a show without my dog barking. All right. Young female reporter Jessica Robb has a medical episode live on air. She posted on her Facebook page that she had been vaccinated three times. Hashtag died suddenly. Now the at now the end begins. This is sickening. They're collapsing before our eyes. Please pray this girl made it through. This is. CTV Edmonton reporter Jessica Robb from earlier today having a medical emergency live on the air during news. Biblical. Look, I'm not going to rule it out, by the way. As arrogant as it is to say it's definitely the vaccine, it's also arrogant to say, no, there's no way it's the vaccine. People did die from the vaccine. That's just the facts. Most didn't. Some did. Some gave all. So I'll be curious to hear Jessica Robb's statement on what happens, what happened. Maybe she got anemia, you know, she just, or maybe she had a migraine, who knows? You know, people don't like to call out sick these days. She could have been feeling ill that day, didn't want to call out sick. I don't know if she's a freelancer or if she has a contract that gives her paid sick days. Some people don't. She could have been a contractor, freelancer, whatever. Well, anyways, that's her. Let's move on. Although, you know, along with this, some people, Jimmy Fallon did like a, va a COVID. There's a new COVID strain, of course. And he did a musical parody about it. People are torn online, whether he's making fun of the hysteria around the new COVID thing or whether he's like spewing propaganda. I'm not exactly sure because I don't keep up with his show. I don't know where he is. This might be one of those Colbert things where he's doing a dance routine with vaccine dancers or it could be Jimmy Fallon doing some biting satire. Let's watch and you can decide for yourself. There was Alpha. 
then Delta, then Omicron next. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB.1.5. Another friend of COVID-19 has arrived. It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk, his name. It's XBB.1.5. I stopped it. Right the fuck. Okay, listen. By the way, I, I sympathize with him. You know, you got to come up with content every day. He's got to do a show every day. So they're just trying to make something happen. Uh, does no one remember how many died before the vaccine was available? Millions. No, exactly. Listen, it wasn't like things were going great before the vaccine was available. Like people were dying. I have friends who have gotten COVID who went to the doctor and they were told if you didn't have the vaccine, you probably would be in a lot worse shape, if not dead yourself. Because while it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID or cure COVID, it, it can um, bolster your immune system and help you out. So, you know, again, I'm not anti-vax. Uh, there's certainly been issues, but blaming everything on the vaccine, every medical emergency that people have is, you know, it, it's, it's as dumb as saying that like absolutely nothing. The, the answer as usual is somewhere in the middle. Okay. Why don't we get into what should we do next? Should we do Coburger? Should we do Lizzo talking about cancel culture? Want to do Koberger? Let's do Koberger. Koberger's. Didn't Mark Wahlberg have a burger franchise? Koberger's. All right. So BTK, I guess this was a two-parter. Uh, you remember BTK spoke with TMZ and told them that Brian Koberger... The Idaho accused killer, by the way, if anyone's not following the case, had not contacted the BTK killer. BTK, by the way, if anyone doesn't know who that is, the bind, torture, kill serial killer, uh, got caught a while ago, but was free for a long time. A lot longer than Brian Koberger was. That's for damn sure. Different time. Also, if Brian Cranston wants the role of the BTK killer, it's his. Uh, no one is going to look more like Dennis Rader than Brian Cranston. So, okay. The BTK serial killer says Brian Koberger shares some of his traits, and one of his own attacks, a quadruple homicide, is eerily similar to the Idaho student slangs. Dennis Rader, who, which, who, by the way, I continue to contend that just the name Dennis Rader is scarier than the name BTK. Raider, 
tells TMZ in a new email he believes Koberger would lie in wait for his victims, stalking them and casing their home. All of this, BTK says, was much like I did, referencing Koberger's dark mind, which he can relate to. Uh, in a new email, by the way. See, that's what scares me. I spoke about this on the last show. That's why I don't reach out to these serial killers like BTK and uh, Golden State Killer to get their take because I don't want them thinking, hey, now we can just have an open line of communication. Uh-uh. BTK also pointed out chilling parallels between his brutal 1974 murders of the Otero family in Kansas and the four slain University of Idaho students whom Koberger has been charged with fatally stabbing in an off-campus home. Murder four, much like the Oteros, up close and personal, stabbed, BTK wrote. Like, do, he speaks very in, in clipped sentences. Like, does the prison charge you by how many words you put into a sentence? It's odd. He asphyxiated four Otero family members after tying them up in their Wichita house. God, it's horrific. Terrible. He went on to mention that Koberger left DNA at the crime scene, just like he did at the Otero house, leaving his semen on one victim's body. Jesus Christ. Took police years to link him to the crimes after the advancements in DNA technology. Lucky fuck. You did it during the time when they took a long time to link with DNA technology. That's the only reason. You know, guys like BTK probably get this sense of, uh, you know, get a big ego because it took them so long to be caught. It's like, no, the technology just wasn't there, asshole. You would have been picked up in five weeks if you try that shit today. Lastly, BTK tells us Koberger. Oh, uh, however, Koberger was soon connected to the homicides after DNA was found on a knife sheath. Yeah. Lastly, BTK tells us Koberger may have killed by fantasy homicide, which I did with an exclamation point. He's still excited by that. Uh, Idaho, did, uh, of course, BTK was referring to his police confession that he murdered 10 people because of his sexual fantasies. Idaho detectives have not disclosed Koberger's motive and he denies any wrongdoing. As we reported, Koberger was rumored to have contacted BTK. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Yeah, we don't know about Koberger. I read somewhere that he never had a girlfriend. No one remembered him with a girlfriend. So Jennifer Coffendaffer, the ex-FBI agent who thinks that he may have been posting on Reddit and Facebook as Papa Roger and Inside Looking, respectively, also theorized before he was caught that the killer was an incel. So she seems to be kind of... She, she's she's batting a high average here when it comes to the Koberger case. WSU students, Koberger spoke up in class, except when Moscow killings were the topic. I know that something like this came out shortly after the arrest, but I just this is a new article from the Idaho Statesman. So let's see if there's any new details here. Graduate school peers of Brian Koberger recall him as actively engaged in their WSU criminal justice and criminology program. Someone who sought connections while also sharing little about his past in his first semester as a doctoral student. He seemed gregarious and outgoing. That was really the only impression that I got, uh, says Ben Roberts, a criminal justice graduate student. He was making the rounds. He definitely seemed a little more eager than some of the others that were present to go around and introduce himself. You know, in some ways it's tragic because he 
had an aptitude for this. And I guess he was lying, but Koberger did apply for an internship because he wanted to help cops in rural areas solve crimes. You know, like this could have gone a completely other way where he could have used his homicidal urges to understand the minds of people who commit these crimes to help solve these crimes. But no, he wanted to commit the crimes first. I don't know if he thinks this is going to be like, catch me if you can, where DiCaprio's character ends up getting to work with the FBI and pick up con men and other criminals. It's Trust me, it's not going to work that way. Kohlberger's enthusiasm for his area of study, understanding the criminal mind, was regularly on display. Brian only talked about his interest in forensic psychology. He was an incredibly strong student and talked during class every time. He sat front and center and was not hiding or tucking in the back. He was right there in the middle of it. He was doing his thing. He was like in where he wanted to be. You know, just keep studying. You have a path. It's not like people who don't haven't figured out what they want to do or they want to be like, you know, an actor or something where there's not a clear path to get there. You go to school, you learn this, you apply, you join a program, you join the internship and you could be working as a detective. Instead, you fucked it up for everybody. The person, um, okay. As a result of Koberger speaking so much, Koberger's non-participation in a lengthy conversation about the Moscow homicides stands out in retrospect, said the master's student. The person said they had four classes with the man now sitting in the Letal County Jail. He went. He was completely silent, Koberger's classmate said. I'm shocked, said uh, this WSU master's student. I can't believe this person was around me after they allegedly committed such a horrible crime. Yeah, and other people said that like he perked up afterward and he was happier, although he still didn't talk about this case, which is very odd. Well, I mean, we know why, but it would be odd. So... This was something I saw on the Moscow Murders Reddit from a local. Thoughts on Reddit as a Moscow local. I guess they pronounce it Moscow, right? Instead of Moscow, like, you know, how Vladimir Putin would pronounce it, Moscow. It's Moscow. I remember when I was living in Tennessee and I was doing some radio out there, there's a, uh, a county called it's you know like the french the frenchman lafayette i was pronouncing it lafayette county and the radio guy who i was working for pulled me aside and said it's pronounced lafayette so try to be respectful of the local pronunciations this could be fake you know it's reddit could be fake but i think the mods on this uh, subreddit moscow murders do a pretty good job. So I'm going to take this as accurate. Hello, I'm a local to Moscow and was acquainted with the victims. While I still never know the hurt of their families and those closest to them, what I can say 
is this past near two months have been hell between getting harassed by reports while trying to leave flowers for my peers or harassed by people from this subreddit while trying to just discuss the state of affairs with people in my community. There hasn't seemed to be much of a break. Yeah, early on, everybody that was doing an interview about this was accused. There was that one guy who just like did too many interviews and people thought, well, maybe it's you. And then he stopped because people were suspecting him. I know not all of you are like this. I appreciate those of you who stuck up for us to others from the subreddit when they began flooding the Moscow when questioning us and accusing us of defending killers when speaking of our friends being speculated about. This is the main thing I want to discuss here. I cannot express the hell all the speculation has put people from my community. People like Hoodie Guy or DM who have received accusation after accusation, threats to their families and threats to themselves. People from Moscow practically begged for it to stop. Even now that a suspect is in hand, these claims will always be associated. Okay, so basically he's saying, hey, some of you were assholes. Um, again, not a lot of updates as of now, which is kind of to be expected at this point. There's a gag order. Uh, defense is building their case their defense um the prosecution's building their case i don't know when this thing's going to trial or whatever but we'll always continue to monitor this until koberger if he's found guilty goes to jail and maybe to death row not death row records death row all right uh, last thing I want to talk about today is sad, sad story out of North Korea. <sighs> Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea, is going through a midlife crisis. He turned 40 recently and allegedly has been drinking and crying he has disappeared from the public for longer periods of time, several times. This was taken from the Telegraph, by the way. And it was not uncommon for people to speculate his health. Didn't he die just a couple of years ago? Wasn't he reported dead? But whatever. Peter Ward, a researcher at Seoul University, thinks probably Kim Jong-un is more aware of his own mortality now than he was three years ago. Those carefree 30s are gone. He hit 40 and he's having a midlife crisis. According to the Telegraph, uh, it was written on the Telegraph that the North Korean dictator may be physically and mentally tortured. He's overweight, a chain smoker, and does not disdain alcohol. That's a nice way of saying that he likes to drink, likes to party. Dennis Rodman will tell you, he's had some legendary parties. Of course, while his people starved and lived in fear, he was having amazing parties. He usually consumes short drinks and expensive French wine. He's like Johnny Depp. I wonder if Johnny Depp has uh, visited North Korea. His wife and doctors warn him in vain that he should pay more attention to his health. He should go vacation with Brad Pitt at uh, Chateau Mirval. 
I heard that he drinks a lot and then cries. He's very lonely and under a lot of pressure. Oh, geez, yeah. I mean, you know, you turn 40 and using an anti-aircraft missile to blow up your uncle just doesn't have the same invigorating feeling as it used to. You know? Feeding people to dogs is... It's not as entertaining as, you know, the, the 50th time around as it is the first few times. I understand what he's going through. It's tough. Maybe he's thinking about his legacy. He's thinking about what he's done with his life. Has he done enough? Even Rodman probably isn't doing it for him anymore. Rodman, when was the last time Rodman was over there? You know? So it's very sad. We're thinking about Kim Jong-un here on this show. And uh, maybe I'll email him, try to get him as a guest. Anyways, let me just double check that there is no other news we need to cover before we sign off. Catwoman, Jocelyn Wildenstein. You know, she was a bigger deal in the 90s. Like back when the Inquirer was uh, on every newsstand, you would see her face all the time. Got to feel bad for her. You know, I don't know if it was bad advice or just bad surgery at the time, uh, you know, uh, from a technological standpoint. But like, you know, that face is it's not. It could use a redo. I bet if she could, she would go back and, and redo it. You know, she was very nice to me once. I ran into her on the streets of Beverly Hills, Jocelyn Wildenstein, the uh, cat woman. And she I tried to get an interview with her. She didn't want to interview, but she talked to me and she told me I had a great name. She liked the name Dante Greco. So the Catwoman is always good in my book. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is breaking. Surviving Idaho roommate Dylan Mortensen is seen outside her parents' home for the first time since it was revealed she froze in fear when she spotted the killer. Yeah, I saw uh, on Jennifer Coffendaffer's Twitter again, like, you know, maybe they should have redacted Dylan's name and just said a roommate witnessed the killer because it's kind of not fair. We don't hear much about Bethany Funk, which, you know, some of you pointed out that I couldn't remember her last name. I remember it now. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Was it Funk or Funky? Either way, that a lot of this pressure and speculation is coming down on Dylan's shoulders because she was named as the one who saw the killer and, and, you know, allegedly didn't call for eight hours. I mean, well, I don't know how to put this. I want to be nice. I don't want to pile on her. I don't want to think like she did something wrong. Uh, we know that the call didn't come in for eight hours for whatever reason. I'll put it that way. She's probably scared out of her mind. Uh, I haven't responded to this comment yet. I saw a comment on my previous video saying like, oh, she just peeked out the door. Then how could she be if so? How could she have been so traumatized? Well, the thing is, she also heard the crying and she heard an unknown male voice and she heard one of her roommates say someone's here. So even if she didn't witness any blood, even it's still frightening. And then to see a guy walking through your house who you don't know with a mask on. And bushy eyebrows. That would scare anybody. Dylan Mortensen was seen at her family home in Boise, Idaho, Sunday morning after a trip to Starbucks. 
I'm sure they sent the paps out there. That's how they do it. The um, like the freelance photographer guys get sent on these assignments. And it's just like go hang out there until you see him, and then just follow him and find it. Yeah, I never had to do this. Wow, Daily Mail. That's twice in one day that you did not spell check before you went to publication. I know you want to be first, but witness has one T. It's not witness. It's witness. Are there any updates here? Yeah, I mean, good. She should be staying at her family home right now. I uh, hope she's able to find a way to get over this. She's probably feeling some kind of guilt and regret, even if it's not her fault. You know, there's the survivor's guilt. Remember, Koberger is at fault here. He did this. None of the people in the house did this. And just from a legal standpoint, the cops cleared them very early and have continued to maintain that Koberger acted alone. So if she had some kind of relationship or prior like connection, with, we would know, or, or like, it, it, it's like she would be, it, it would be a, a different situation. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I don't see anything new in this article. So, Damar Hamlin released. That's good. Yeah, I don't really know this Olivia Dunn thing. So, let me just check the Drudge Report real quick. Oh, Georgia Grand Jury wraps. We'll see. We'll see with the Trump thing. I don't know. I don't like to do political news anyway. Okay. So that is uh, one more comment here. So young and the world is latching on and judging the truth of what really happened will surface in time and good point. No matter. She was not the killer. Exactly. It's like, she didn't ask for any of this. She doesn't want this attention. Like no one wants this attention. You know, it's the scariest thing in the world wake up in the middle of the night and do that whether it's a party house or not it's just the situation was fucking frightening so you know as uh who's that guy would say leave dylan alone uh, the for the britney spears guy we need to remix that for dylan leave dylan alone she's a human Thank you, everybody, for watching the Dante Greco Show. We'll be back maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight. If I can convince my girlfriend to sit down and do our Harry and Meghan thing, we might do a finally our Harry and Meghan coverage, dating from the Netflix documentary all the way to the current day with Harry admitting that he's been doing, that he did blow and drank a lot after Diana died and got a frostbitten penis and killed 25 people. The guy has had a life. We can, we can admit that. So... Uh, please remember to like and subscribe if you have not. Share, spread the word, do whatever you want. Or don't. You know what? Just watch it if that's all you want from this. Uh, we love you, and we will see you on the next show. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Daniel. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. I never done it. It's from. Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pal, Hal.
Have a good day.